Worship leaders, worship musicians, and those who love to worship. What is acceptable worship, and how do we know that we're doing it? Well, last week, we learned one of the components, and that is obedience. But that's not all there is. Let's talk about it. Welcome to Blueprint Sounds. My name is Nathan Smith. Thanks for joining me. Today we're in part two of our two-part series, What is Acceptable Worship? But before we get to part two, I want to give you something. If you go to my website, blueprintsounds.com, you can get access to my free guide, 25 Chart-Topping Arrangement Tricks. If you have a song that you're working on with your team that's all right, but could use a little bit of freshening up, download this PDF. It gives you 25 great ideas for how to grab and keep people's attention during your song. It gives you a couple sentences about why that trick works. And then it gives you some songs from the radio that exemplify the trick so that you can use it in your own song. Again, go to blueprintsounds.com forward slash 25 tricks to get the PDF. All right, with that said, let's talk about the second component that we must have for acceptable worship. So if you watched my last episode you learned that obedience is step one in acceptable worship. We see this in the story of David bringing the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem. He tries once. Unfortunately, they do it the wrong way. They carry it on an oxen cart rather than carry it on poles on the shoulders of the Levites. And Uzzah, a Levite, touches the Ark of the Covenant and gets struck down by God immediately. Well, David goes back and reads the law that the Lord gives to Moses and copies it down on a scroll and figures out, oh, whoops, we did that wrong. We did not follow the ordinances or the laws of God. Well, David has a rethink and attempts again, and this time it works. God is actually pleased. Great. Is that the end of the story? No, it's not. But first, let's take a detour to the New Testament to learn a little bit more about acceptable worship. So here I am in Ephesians 6, 8. Paul is talking to some new Christians. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. There are two words in that scripture that are really interesting in Greek. The first is trying to learn. That word in Greek is dokimazo. That means to test or to prove or to discern or know between. The second one is pleasing to the Lord. That can also be translated acceptable. That's the Greek word euoristos. So what Paul is saying is that as believers, we are trying to learn or prove what is acceptable to the Lord. Again, our idea of acceptable worship. But you notice something about that word dokimazo. It's more open-ended than the word obey. Obey is, I have commanded you, don't commit murder. You either commit murder or you don't commit murder. It's very constricting, right? Like we talked about, that's the first part of acceptable worship is to obey like David did. But here in Ephesians, we see the word dokimazo, which means to test, to prove, to discern, to try and learn, to try and find out. That's more of a process than it is right and wrong. Hmm, something interesting is happening there. The point being, is that obedience by itself is not sufficient for acceptable worship. After obedience, 
as we mature, we are expected to move into creativity and initiative. Let's take the analogy of childhood again. A child, when it's young, needs to be taught, do not cross the street without looking both ways. That is a command. You either did it or you don't do it. But as that child grows up and becomes an adult, well, what do you want to do with your life? Do you want to become a doctor or a welder or an engineer? Or do you want to work as an author or a publisher? There's all sorts of things that this young person, as they grow up, could want to become. But the Bible doesn't say, you shall all become X, Y, Z. God wants to see that child like any good father would do. The father wants to see that child grow up and follow his or her passion and what they were designed for so that they can be the most fulfilled in life. Do something. Take take initiative. Be creative. Find out. Maybe even fail, but try and figure out what you want to do with your life. That is a process. That's not something that you can simply obey one way or the other. That has a lot of latitude. There's a lot of room for creativity. The Lord expects the same of us when it comes to acceptable worship. And let me give you a parable that illustrates the point. This is the story of the rich young ruler, and too often we only think of this in terms of money. I'll just read the whole thing because it's pretty short. We're in Matthew chapter 19, starting in verse 16. And someone came to him and said, Teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may obtain eternal life? And he said to him, Why are you asking me about what is good? There is only one who is good. But if you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. Then he said to him, Which ones? And Jesus said, You shall not commit murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, All these things I have kept, what am I still lacking? Jesus said, If you wish to be complete, go and sell all your possessions and give to the poor. You will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. But when the young man heard this statement, he went away grieving, for he was one who owned much property. Again, oftentimes we only think of this in terms of money. But Jesus is not saying for all time everyone should sell everything that they have ever owned and give it to the poor. We can see clearly that's not the case if you just read Acts 4.4, the story of Ananias and Sapphira, that we are in charge of our own resources and that we do get to keep them. That's not the point of the story. Jesus can see that the young man is trying to justify himself with his obedience. And so Jesus changes the rules on him. The young rich ruler thinks that it's all about obedience. He has given God his obedience by keeping all of the Ten Commandments, and yet the ruler has kept initiative and creativity for himself. Somehow, he must have made money. If he was born into money, he must have kept it somehow. There must have been some initiative and creativity that he was exercising in his wealth building and his wealth creation. So that's what he's thinking about. That's really where his affections are. But his obedience, he can give to God. He's, okay, God, I can, I can obey the Ten Commandments, no problem. But then Jesus ups the ante. He asks him to go beyond obedience. He says, all right, how about this? Give all your possessions away to the poor. Again, remember, that's not in the law. That's not a command. Jesus is just heightening things. He's saying, what about creativity? What about initiative? What about you giving me that stuff that you use for your own benefit right now? Let's see what you do with that. 
the rich young ruler is floored because he thought it was enough to give God his obedience. But all of the other stuff he'd been keeping for himself in the way of his initiative and his creativity and all of the wealth creation that he's been doing, well, he thought that was for him. He thought Jesus only wanted one of the things, but apparently Jesus wants everything. And he was very sad, and he went away. It was just too much for Jesus to ask for his creativity and initiative in addition to his obedience. That's the second component of acceptable worship. Going back to that word dokimazo, trying to learn. Our life must start with obedience if we're to learn what is acceptable in our worship toward the Lord. Because there are some things that God has said previously that he will never go back on. The Ten Commandments will always be the Ten Commandments. And it says clearly that Jesus came to fulfill the law, not abolish the law. We can't abolish the law. However, the story of the rich young ruler shows us that obedience is not sufficient. It's not the only thing involved with acceptable worship. God also wants our creativity and our initiative. Like when you grow up and you figure out what you want to do with your life, we should always be looking for new ways to bring God pleasure. And obedience won't get you there. But let's go back to the story of David and see how David walks through that sequence of first learning to obey and then stepping into creativity. So here we are, the second attempt. We're in 1 Chronicles 15. David has told the Levites, hey, you're carrying the ark on your shoulders this time. And we pick it up, chapter 15, verse 26. Because God was helping the Levites who were carrying the ark of the covenant of the Lord, they sacrificed seven bulls and seven rams. Now David was clothed with a robe of fine linen with all the Levites who were carrying the ark, and the singers and Chenaniah the leader of the singing with the singers. David also wore an ephod of linen. Thus all Israel brought up the ark of the covenant of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the horn, with trumpets, with loud-sounding cymbals, with harps and lyres. And they brought the ark, I'll skip ahead a little bit, and they brought the ark of God and placed it inside the tent which David had pitched for it. And they offered burnt offerings and made peace offerings before God. When David had finished offering the burnt offering and the peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. He distributed to everyone of Israel, both man and woman, to everyone a loaf of bread and a portion of meat and a raisin cake. He appointed some of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord, even to celebrate and thank and praise the Lord God of Israel. So here's the interesting thing. At the beginning of that passage, it says that God was helping the Levites carry his presence on their shoulders, which is itself just an amazing thought that it was so obvious that it was recorded down in scripture for all time that God was helping them carry the ark. What a cool thought. But then everything that David does after that was not commanded of him, right? He gives every, he feeds everybody and they all have a picnic to praise and celebrate the Lord together. He's dancing in an ephod. He appoints ministers to serve before him. In this fit of creativity, David invented worship with music. That's Davidic worship is an invention of King David. What we do today, that's his legacy. It changed the world. David did all of that, and that was all beyond obedience. David would have been fine with just following the ordinances of God, just like they were supposed to. Bring the ark in on your shoulders. But David didn't stop there. 
he started with obedience. Obviously, he couldn't even he couldn't even bring the ark into Jerusalem unless he obeyed. But after obedience came the creativity and the initiative and what was in David David's heart to do. Because remember, he was a harpist. And so God wanted and God left room for David to use his own design and his own God-given abilities to move beyond obedience into initiative and creativity. Not only do we see David following that sequence in the story of the ark and Jerusalem, we see it in Psalm 19. Remember that psalm from last week where we talked about David had learned to love the law of the Lord? Well, let's read the last verse of the exact same psalm. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. There's the sequence again. In the beginning of the psalm, David is talking about the law of the Lord and how it makes things perfect and how he receives life from them and it warns him. By the end of the psalm, he says, let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. He's not quite sure. It's an, he's asking. He's not saying, I know that it is acceptable. There's a process there. It's his initiative and his, cre- his creativity. He's, he's saying, Lord, I hope you like this. I'm giving it to you. I, I hope it's acceptable to you. That's process. That's not obedience. So both are necessary for acceptable worship. Here's my word of warning. We tend to divide up into camps based upon whether or not we're good at obedience or good at creativity. One camp really does obedience well. They find it easy and they get their legitimacy and their strokes from it. They're like, yep, that must be acceptable worship, the thing that we're good at and the thing that we like. But all too often the obedience crowd doesn't step past that into creativity and initiative, just like the rich young ruler. There's also Camp 2, which Camp 1 looks down on. Camp 2 is really good at creativity and initiative, and they're really good at new things. They love new things. They're not always so great at obedience. So Camp 1 will look at Camp 2, and they'll say things like, that sort of worship doesn't honor the Lord. They're very quick to speak for the Lord and assume that they know what is acceptable and unacceptable worship. But camp two, because they don't really like rules to begin with, they think that, well, if I have enough creativity and talent, that can offset my lack of obedience. And then they'll say to camp one, who are you to to judge my expression of worship? I'm an artist. You see the problem there. God expects both and he expects them in order. So first, we have to go deep in learning to love the laws of the Lord because they're not mean. They're meant to save our life. We have to obey first. But like David, we have to grow past obedience, never leaving obedience. We never leave that foundation, but we grow up into creativity and initiative so that we can always be thinking about how to give God glory and worship and new ways. Those are the two components of acceptable worship. Hey, I hope that episode helps you, and I hope that it helps you grow into learning what is good and acceptable to the Lord. Again, if you need help with your arrangements, go to blueprintsounds.com forward slash 25 tricks. And until next week, God bless and goodbye.